0: again, friends, and welcome on into episode 91 of the SCO Show. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, Monday, March 30th, 2020. Happy to be back with you. Hope you all are doing well, staying safe, keeping that social distancing in place, and keeping it locked right here to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network, of which I'm proud to be a member. Also, this show is proudly brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation. Today, as I said, it is Mock Draft Monday 9.0. First half of the show, my recent mock on the mock draft machine from the folks at the draftnetwork.com. And then in the second half of the show, your mocks submitted via the Scotshow Slack channel, via email, and of course, on Twitter, where you can find me at Mark Schofield. Other places you can find me, Inside the Pylon, Pro Football Weekly, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio, not one, not two, but three SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, and Pat's Pulpit. The QB Sco Show with Michael J. Kissed over at Bleeding Green Nation. And of course, USA Today Touchdown Wire, where by the time you read this, in all likelihood, there is yet another mock draft from me. My latest full first round mock draft, where I have the Patriots going Xavier McKinney at 23. You can check that out, touchdownwire.usatoday.com. But this mock Let's look back to last week. Remember last week, I thought post-free agency, let's just make the picks, no trades. We know how that one went down. It went down pretty well. But we're doing something differently. We're trading out of 23 this time. I want to see what that looks like now in a post-free agency, post-Tom Brady era. And so what we've done, we have traded with the Colts. Again, familiar dance partners around these parts. And maybe the fact that the Colts... Already traded out a 13 makes it unlikely that they trade out a 34 as well. Or maybe they would want to get back into the first round. Either way, we send them the 23rd pick and that fifth rounder at 172. We get 34 and 75. What do they do at 23? Denzel Mims, interestingly enough, the wide receiver from Baylor. That's a tough one to take. And now we're on the clock at 34. And this is a fascinating conundrum. And I think despite the other areas of need, if this is the situation that happens, it's hard to pass up the value. Because we're on the clock at 34 and they could go edge. Gross Matos is on the board. A.J. Panessa is on the board. They could go interior defensive line. Ross Blacklock, Marlon Davidson. They could go offensive tackle. Ezra Cleveland from Boise State is on the board. Josh Jones, the Houston offensive tackle, is still on the board. They could go safety. Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota. Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois. All very good options. Jordan Love has fallen to 34. And while... I'm not overjoyed about Jordan Love. It's hard to look at that in a second round vacuum and think you should pass on it. So we're going to see what happens. We trade down to 34 and we still get to draft Jordan Love. And now we won't be on the clock again until 75 and we'll see how the board looks then. But we get picks at 75. We have 75, 87, 98, and 100. So we have four third-round picks we can do some damage with thanks to the Colts. Hashtag do some damage. Hashtag Jim Irsay. Hashtag turn the page. So now we're on the clock at 75 here. We could go in a number of different directions. Now we've gone quarterback. We had a quarterback fall into our lap with that pick at 34. Looking at the board, we could address safety. Kyle Duggar is available. And we've waited on safety before in these mocks, but now we've got the first of four third-round picks. I still feel like we can get somebody at that position. Wide receiver, the same thing. Michael Pittman is on the board, highest-rated wide receiver on TDN's predictive board available. But we're still looking at a Chase Claypool, a Brian Edwards, a K.J. Hill, Courtney Davis. Like There are still options, so I feel like we can wait there. A position where I don't think we can wait because we've seen it thin out so many times in these simulations is tight end. And so we're going to take Adam Trotman here. And I know FCS kid, but look, two drops on 72 catchable targets last season. 6'5", 251, NFL-ready body. Look, we've talked about his mentality here before, right? Nothing better to him than putting a guy on his back against his will. I think he's the kind of player that you could, I don't want to say fully plug and play on day one, but as close as you could probably find in this class. The Pro Football Focus draft guy, they comp him to Mark Andrews. I'd be okay with that. Just two drops. Incredible. And what really stands out is how, again, it's FCS competition, but all three levels of the field, he made his quarterback look great. Throws in that zero to nine yard range, passer rated of 144.7 when targeted. 19, 10 to 19 area of the field, passer rated of 102.7 when targeted. Throws on 20 yards or more, pass a rate of 142.4 when targeted. That kind of works. So we're going to go with Adam Trotman at 75. Now at 87, we had something fall into our lap, which I wasn't really expecting here. And so we'll take advantage of it because we just said wide receiver Michael Pittman, right? We pass on him at 75. He's here at 87. What do we get in Michael Pittman? Here's how the PFF Draft Guy describes him. To not be a legit vertical threat in today's NFL, you better be damn good at everything else. Pittman qualifies as precisely that. His underneath and intermediate route running makes him a quality early round option at receiver. We're talking about somebody that 133 targets last year, 101 receptions for 1,269 yards, 11 touchdowns, and that's with shaky quarterback play at USC. 14 missed tackles after the catch. That's pretty impressive. When you look at him, huge catch radius, can stack cornerbacks over the top when he gets a step downfield, dominant at the catch point. I know I've talked about how receivers, that that's their trump card, domination at the catch point, it just means they can't separate, right? He can still separate. Runs great hitch routes, great comeback routes. He can sort of move around, sinks the hips well into and out of those breaks, And his ball skills are fantastic, particularly five drops on 176 catchable targets over the course of his career. That's pretty impressive. And so, PFF comps him to Alshon Jeffrey. I'm okay with drafting that at this point in the draft. Now we're on the clock at 98. Jalen Hurts, Jake Fromm, still on the board. But we had Jordan Love fall into our laps. I love that. We're gonna go offensive tackle. A name we've talked about a ton on this show, Ben Barch. This St. John small school kid, D three kid. You know I've got a little soft spot for Ben Barch, but with good reason, he was so good down at the senior bowl. And he was dominant on tape. And that's what we want to see from a small school kid. Look, he allowed just four pressures last season on three hundred and fifteen pass block and snaps. That's impressive. And the other thing to look about with him, he has the mentality to play at the next level. Like, you saw it at the Senior Bowl when he was dominant at times the best tackle down there. You see it in the ability to sort of, you know, put the weight on, add to the frame. I'm entirely comfortable with drafting him and seeing where we can get him to work. Now on the clock at 100. Number of different ways we can go again. There are some great options available to us. But I think at this point, we might want to look at the defensive side of the ball. Okay. We've gone quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, and offensive tackle. Like we got to think defense here, right? And there are a number of edge prospects that we could look at. But I keep coming back to Alex Highsmith. And part of the reason I keep coming back to Alex Highsmith is this the agility. We see him on film, that agility beats most tackles. He's got a good array of pass rushing moves. He has speed to threaten the edge. He's got a good two-hand swipe move, which is his go-to, but he uses it extremely well. You know, when you think about how Bill Belichick schemes pressure, I think having a guy like Alex Highsmith is somebody he can scheme pressure for. And so I think he makes a lot of sense for New England at 98. And so that's the direction we're going to go. We're going to go with Alex Highsmith the Charlotte Edge At pick 100, excuse me. And so, that's not a bad haul. You come away with Jordan Love at 34 by trading down. With that pick at 75, you go Adam Trotman. Then at 87, Michael Pittman. At 98, Ben Barch, At 100, Alex Highsmith. That's a pretty good job for the first two days of the draft. We're on the clock here at 125, that pick in the fourth round. And there are some directions we can go. Looking at our team needs according to the draftnetwork.com, we still need an interior offensive line, linebacker, corner, interior defensive line and safety. And safety is one that we've sometimes waited on and been bailed out. It's one where we've sometimes waited on and missed on players. And considering we gave up that pick at 172, you know, now we're not on the clock again until the 6th round. Next time we're on the clock is a pick 195. You know, that's a 70 pick gap. And there are a lot of safeties that I'm looking at. Brandon Jones, Geno Stone, Julian Blackman, J.R. Reed, Tanner Muse, Antoine Brooks Jr. probably won't be there when we pick again. So I think if we wait on safety, we're going to miss out. And so now it's a decision of which safeties in that group of players are we excited about. And one of the things that I love after doing sort of my work and then Starting to get my hand on draft guides late in the process. I've been using the Pro Football Focus draft guide for a lot of the tidbits I've dropped in this episode. Is then seeing some other rankings and realizing, man, I, I got to go back and watch this guy because I must have missed something. Their top five safeties at Pro Football Focus again, just one outlet Grant Delpit at one, Xavier McKinney at two, Ashton Davis at five. We'll skip four for a second, and Kyle Duggar at five. At four? Geno Stone from Iowa. And one of the things I love from PFF's draft guide, particularly when it comes to safeties, are the snaps by alignment. This is somebody, Geno Stone, three snaps at cornerback, 142 snaps at slot corner, nine snaps at defensive line, 163 at box safety, and 521 at free safety. Like, we we harp about Isaiah Simmons and his versatility and all the places he saw snaps. Now, granted, Simmons saw double-digit snaps at all five of these positions. Stone's not that far behind. Now, there is drop-off from his ability to play deep to his ability to play in the box. Pro Football Focus graded him at 80.3 deep, 69.1 down in the box. And he doesn't have... They sort of attribute it to his lack of length, you know, Not as long, so it's going to be harder for him down in the box. Doesn't have a ton of huge hits to his game. But he's a diverse zone coverage player. Moves great from underneath to deep and vice versa. Great speed for the position. Huge range. If you're thinking about Devin McCourty perhaps being on the back nine of his career. If you're thinking about somebody that can... Phil Duron Harmon's role where you've still got Chundid play down in the box, but he's going to be more of a deep safety, maybe playing some too high, maybe some single high when you move Devin McCordy down in the box like the Patriots like to do. I think he's a tremendous scheme fit for the New England Patriots. And again, he's PFF's number four safety overall. We're getting him to pick 125 in the draft. For a safety class that might thin out, I'm excited about that. Now we're on the clock again, and... Now it's into the sixth round. So we have that big gap from that pick at 125 to this pick at 195. A lot of interesting players kind of come off the board in that interim. Nate Stanley, the quarterback from Iowa at 189. Harrison Bryant at 188. So there's some talent that the Patriots might miss out on. Michael Divinity at 178. Khalil Davis at 179. As far as positions, we might still need to address interior offensive and defensive lines, linebacker and corner. Now, looking at the overall board, there are still a lot of wide receivers here. You know, you could look at Quinta Cephas, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Tyree Cleveland, Omar Bayless, Juwan Jennings. This is such a deep wide receiver class. Benjamin Victor, Austin Mack, Aaron Parker. You look at interior offensive line, for example. This does thin out, and we sort of knew this. Not a lot of excited names. Most excited name on here? Zach Shackelford, maybe, from Texas. It's It really thins out. This might be just a position that you just take a flyer on at the end, given the way this board has fallen. Linebacker still considered a position of need. Kamal Martin from Minnesota is intriguing. A lot of you guys have drafted Kaivad Tenzio, the San Diego State linebacker that I swear I'll get his name right at some point. The one and only Shaquille Quarterman is off the board, so that's not going to be an option there for our boy John Morakis. Interior defensive line: James Lynch, Raquan Williams, Robert Landers, Robert Windsor, Darian Daniels. I think we could still wait there. So we come to cornerback, which may or may not be in need, depending on how they use Jawan Williams. But I still think they might want to get a corner in the mix, and I think it makes sense, even though. He might be there at one at 204 when we pick again. But the one and only Reggie Robinson from Tulsa. And working through the PFF draft guide on him, you know they're a bit unsure of him. I'll put it that way. They have him as a sixth-round grade, and they say that his technique has a long way to go. It's worrisome given the level of competition he faced, how often he was beaten in 2019 against the talented receiving corps in Memphis and SMU, he get positively torched. He's the type of cornerback who plays sloppy because he can't, but he will be in for a rude awakening in the NFL. He's got more going for him than your typical late round corner, but he can ve- he's still very much a project. What does he have going for him? Hips. Can transition, change direction very well. The other thing he has going for him is this. He's a press corner that does it well. Has some reps where he just erases his receiver at the line of scrimmage. What do the Patriots like to do? Some press man coverage. And so at this point in the draft when you're talking about pick 195, I think they'll be okay taking a developmental press type corner. Why not? And so now we're on the clock again at 204. Patriots. Not a ton of options available. We still want to address interior offensive and defensive lines. Still might want to get a linebacker. Looking at the board overall, nothing really stands out in terms of value that you just can't afford to pass up. But there is a player that I think is worth, if we're going to address the linebacker spot, and we've waited this far to do it, there might be a guy we might want to take a flyer on. And that's Francis Bernard, the linebacker from Utah, who PFF has as a fourth-round grade. We're getting him here at pick 204 in the sixth round. Somebody that, look, the age might scare people away. That's what they say on him. He's a little bit older. He's got some red flags in the background. He had a DUI in October of 2007. Couldn't play at BYU after alleged violations of BYU's honor code. Like, there are some issues here. But at the same time, he can play. He's an NFL-ready linebacker. Feel for coverage makes him able to stay on the field on third down situations. Yes, he's had some missed tackles here and there, but I think you can live with that. He's assignment sure. great instincts. It, PFF says he's somebody that can start in the league tomorrow. You'll take that at pick 204 in, in the sixth round. And so that's going to be the pick here at 204. Now we've got two more picks here at the end of the sixth round. We get this pick at 212. And now we're really just throwing darts, kids. And so what we're going to do is at 212, we're going to take James Baylor, interior defensive lineman from Baylor. I still want to address interior offensive line. We'll do like I said, Zach Shackelford, the kid from Texas here at 213. And to sort of close things out here. You know, we've got those seventh rounders wrapping up the draft. We had the first one here at 230 overall. And we might still be able to grab a wide receiver of interest now on the clock here. Juwan Jennings from Tennessee. We'll make him the pick. Flash a little bit when we've studied him. And to round things out, I think we know where we need to go. We got to draft a kicker. And so at 241, Rodrigo Blankenship to round out this draft class. And so... Let's revisit what we did. We traded out a 23 with Indianapolis. We sent them 23 in that fifth-round pick at 172. We know, hashtag Dave Archibald, hashtag Belichick hates fifth-rounders. We get the pick at 34 at the top of the second round, as well as a pick at 75 near the top of the third round. And what do we do with that? Jordan Love falls to us at 34. Adam Trotman at 75. Michael Pittman Jr. at 87. Ben Barch at 98. Alex Highsmith at 100. Gino Stone at 125. Reggie Robinson at 195. Francis Bernard at 204. And then the dart throws at the end. James Lynch at 212. Zach Shackelford at 213. Juwan Jennings at 230. And Rodrigo Blankenship to round it out. The kicker at 241. That's mock draft Monday 9.0 from my perspective. And I will say I thought last week's was good. I think this one is actually better. I don't know... I don't think Jordan Love would be there at 34, but if they do trade down and he's there, I'd get it. So that's me. Up next, you. That's ahead on Mock Draft Monday 9.0 here at the Sco Show. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 91 of the Sco Show, and it's time for Listener Mocks, and we'll kick it off with the mocks I got in via the Scoso Slack channel. As always, if you'd like to be a part of the Slack channel, hit me up for an invite at Mark Schofield on Twitter. Send me a DM or send me an email. Mark.Scofield at InsideThePylon.com. We'll kick it off with one that came in from Josh Bowman. At 48, a trade-down scenario, LaVisca Chennault to kick it off. At, at 40, excuse me, LaVisca Chennault. At 48, Jalen Hurts. At 57, Malik Harrison. At 67, Justin Matabuque. At 87, Anthony Jennings. At 98, Antonio Gandy-Golden. At 125, Harrison Bryant. At 129, Antoine Brooks Jr. At 131, Matt Hennessy. At 149, Alex Highsmith. When did I draft him in ours? And 195, Trey Adams. 230, Reggie Robinson Jr. The Tulsa corner. Listed as a safety. Interesting. At 241, Sean McKeon from Michigan. Calvin S. with a mark. 23, Jedrick Willis Jr., the offensive tackle from Alabama. 87, Malik Harrison. 98, Bryson Hopkins. 100, Colin Johnson. 125, Matt Hennessy, 172, Tyler Johnson, the Minnesota wide receiver. 195, Kevon Wallace, the Clemson safety. 204, Steven Sullivan. 212, Trey Adams. 213, Kyler Bass. 230, I love this, Anthony Gordon. And then Tavian Feaster, South Carolina running back at 241. Another mock here from... Chuck A at 35 a trade down. Calavon Chasen LSU edge at 35. Would love that. 67 Chase Claypool, 71 Ben Barts, 87 Bryson Hopkins, 110 James Prochet, 180 Javelin Gidry, 195 Carter Coughlin. 204 Steven Sullivan and Rodrigo Blankenship at 219. Patrick Brown Gets us a mark here. Jordan Love at 38. There you go. I believe this is one from the new PFN simulator. 69, nice pick. Adam Troutman, Joshua Shimi-Yuche at 87, the outside backer from Michigan. Jordan Elliott, the defensive tackle from Missouri at 98. Interestingly enough, he had the most pressures, the highest pressure percentage of any defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman in this class above Javon Kinlaw, for example. Noted that when I was reading the PFF Draft Guide this weekend. So that's an interesting pick. Brandon Ayuk at 100. Thaddeus Moss at 151. Nick Harris at 172. Benito Jones at 195. Joe Reed, wide receiver from UVA at 204. Nick Co at 212. Shaquille Quarterman at 213. Lamar Jackson, the Nebraska corner at 220, 230. Rodrigo Blankenship and Malcolm Perry at 241. Josh Bowman with a PFN mark. Patrick Queen at 33. Yatour Gross Matos at 40. Jalen Hurts, 65. Donovan Peoples-Jones at 87. Harrison Bryant at 98. Albert O at 117. Davon Hamilton at 125. Jack Driscoll, tackle from Auburn at 161. Antoine Brooks Jr., safety from Maryland at 172. Owole Bakito Jr., Illinois defensive end at 194. Tyree Cleveland, 195. Shaquille Quarterman at 204. Reggie Robinson, Tulsa Corner at 230. Rodrigo Blankenship, kicker from Georgia at 241. John Limarakis, a fan-speak mock here. You guys are using the PFF1s. Let me know how those are going for you. Uh, Justin Matabuke at 59. Wow, it looks like John got like 17 picks in this mock. Okara, the Notre Dame edge at 63. Ashton Davis, the Calis safety at 83. Ben Barch at 98. Khalid Kareem at 101, the Notre Dame edge. Josh 127. K.J. Hill at 144. Antonio Gibson at 145. Quintez Cephas at 150. Willie Gay at 172. Juwan Jennings at 183. Shaquille Quartermain at 195. Reggie Robinson at 204. Michael Menwu, the Michigan Guard, at 212. Raquan Williams at 213. Anthony Gordon at 214. Rodrigo Blankenship at 218. Jake Hansen at 230. Gino Stone at 238. Sean McKean at 241, Tyree Cleveland at 247, Darius Anderson at 255. That is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22 picks. That's incredible. Josh Bowman, Fanspeak Mock. Anton Winfield Jr. at 41, Donovan Peoples Jones at 44, Jalen Hurts at 72. Freddie Jennings at 87. Harrison Bryant at 100. Alberto at 104. Richard Lawrence at 125. Matt Part at 126. Alex Highsmith, again, late, 166. Tyler Johnson at 169. Chauncey Rivers at 182. Reggie Robinson at 230. Again, listed as a safety. At 241, Javelin Guidry. Jim Reynolds, fanspeak mock, Trading down. AJ Epinesa at 34. Cole Komet at 44. Looks like that. 34-44-23 trade. Gabriel Davis, the wide receiver from UCF at 87. Ben Barch at 98. Darrell Taylor, Tennessee Edge at 100. A.J. Dillon at 125. Willie Gay Jr. at 172. Quez Watkins, Southern Miss wide out at 195. Shaquille Quartermate at 204. Lawrence Cager, wide receiver Georgia, 212. Geno Stone at 213. Reggie Robinson at 230. Javelin Guidry, 241. Josh Bowman. Another fan speak mark. Yes, you know who's coming at two twelve. But before we get there, AJ Vanessa at thirty eight, Malik Harrison, linebacker from Ohio State at fifty seven, Anthony Jennings at seventy seven, Antonio Gandy Golden at eighty three, Jonathan Greenard, the edge from Florida at eighty seven, Ben Barch ninety eight, Harrison Bryant at one hundred, Alberto at one fourteen, Tyler Badass. 125, Tyler Johnson at 172, Chauncey Rivers at 95, Jake Lutton at 230, Rodrigo Blankenship at 241, and of course, a couple picks earlier, at 212, Reggie Robinson from Tulsa. Lewis gets in a mock. Tua at 8, trading up with the Carolina, excuse me, the Arizona Cardinals, Harrison Bryant at 100, Thaddeus Moss at 125, Justin Snard, linebacker from Wake Forest at 149, Alex Heispith at 168. Lawrence Cager, 204. Rodrigo Blankenship at 212. Calvin Throck Martin, 213. Aaron Parker at 230. And Geno Stone at 241. And to go up to 8, we sent the pick at 23, the third round pick in the 23 spot on the third round. Third round pick in the 34 spot. And a future second to get Tua at 8. Jim Reynolds, another mock here from Fanspeak. Pittman at 38. Jalen Hurts at 69, nice pick. Ezra Cleveland at 87. He might go first round, I'm hearing. I don't know about that. I know he had a good combine, but... Dalton Keene at 98. Willie Gay at 100. Jalen Guidry at 125. Khalil Davis at 172. Freddie Swain at 195. Shaquille Quarterman at 204. I'm going to start calling this pick just the Tulsa pick. 212. It's not 212 anymore. It's the Tulsa pick. Reggie Robinson, 213. Tanner Muse, Stephen Sullivan at 230. And Marquez Calloway, wide receiver from Tennessee at 241. So there you go. There are your mocks from the Slack channel. We got a couple of things in via email this week. Let's go to the email machine now. Got a couple of emails in from great friend of the show, Russell Easterbrooks. First up, talks about trading back. I'm 90% sure Belichick trades back out of the first pick at 23. The cost of signing that pick will be about $13 million for a four-year deal. With a fifth year option, this figure from Sports Track may be more dependent on the new collective bargaining agreement. So trading back into the second round and get another picks looks far more cost friendly. A second round pick will cost somewhere between seven point six to four point five million. Third rounder about four point two to three point three, and so on and so forth. So it seems logical, given the Patriots cap space today. The drafting two players from a trade back with a total cost of about ten million seems a better value than one player at thirteen. If Belichick stays at 23 because a great player drops to him, I look for him to stay out of the second round, but move up in the third. Also from Russell Brooks, your thoughts on Marcus Cannon being cut, as I believe it will be in favor of Yadi Kajust. Cannon caught 9.6 million against the cap. He's had injuries during his career, as well as weight issues. And it's a very good point, Russell. Um, they'll need to be satisfied though, from a health perspective that Yadi could take on what they would need him to do. And, it also might sort of get determined by what they do in the draft. If they draft a tackle earlier than we're expecting, that it might make more sense for them to cut a Marcus Cannon, see who wins the job between Yandi and a tackle they draft. And hopefully, the, the guy that loses that job can be that swing tackle. So, you know, financially, it makes sense. They just have to be satisfied in Yandi and perhaps somebody else they would get. Uh, Mark via the PFN network, it looks like, from Isaac Gogol. 33, Jordan Love. So he gets a trade down. And Jordan Love. Nice pick at 69, Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety from Minnesota. Adam Trotman at 85, Chase Claypool at 100. And then Bowden, the Kentucky it All player at 125. Ben Bredesen at 133. David Woodward, the linebacker from Utah State at 147. DJ Wanham at 195. The Tulsa pick, Reggie Robinson, the corner at yes, 212. Adrian Killens Jr., the running back from UCF at 230. When the Patriots don't draft Reggie Robertson, the Slack channel is going to be morose, I think, at this point. A lot of people are excited about that kid. Fanspeak mock via Russell Easterbrooks. This is what he pulled up over at Fanspeak. He says in the email drafting two wide receivers, two tight ends, and two kickers in true Belichick fashion. This is going to be a fantastic mock to see. Here's what Russell does at 23, Cesar Ruiz, the center from Michigan. At 87, Jake Fromm. At 98, Brian Edwards. At 100, Anthony Jennings. At 125, K.J. Hill. At 172, Dalton Keene. At 195, Sean Bradley. At 204, Tyler Bass. At 212, Darian Daniels. At 213, Stephen Sullivan. At 230, Tanner Muse; At 241, Cooper Roth. The Wyoming kicker. So you got two kickers, Tyler Bass and Cooper Roth. The two tight ends, Dalton Keene and Stephen Sullivan. And the two wide receivers, Brian Edwards, K.J. Hill. Fantastic job there from Russell. We also had a mock coming in from Christopher Conley. This mock also done on Fanspeak. This is what he does here. AJ Panessa at 230. Jordan Elliott at 87. We talked about him earlier. Getting some pressure from the interior. Jeremy Chin at 98. Willie Gay at 100. I'm going to get to Christopher's comments on this in a second. Jack Driscoll at 125. Thaddeus Moss at 172. Rodrigo Blankenship at 195, James Morgan at 204, Aaron Fuller in the Tulsa pick, 212, Stephen Sullivan at 213, Rodney Smith, I liked Rodney Smith before he got hurt, Uh, 230, the running back from Minnesota, TJ McCoy, Louisville Center at 241, and Christopher says, this draft solidifies the defense for the next two years while making the offensive line and tight end spots areas of strength, even with the eventual release of Cannon, he has to be released, right? Get into Russell's point. What do you think it would take to get Ingram from the Giants as he is reportedly on the block? I'd think a second, maybe one of their thirds, maybe a third and the fifth. Um, That's what i think, but I'm probably biased. I love Evan Ingram, and I'm probably looking at him too high. Um, But I think second or maybe a third and a fifth would do it. What do you think the character concerns of Willie Gay and O'Grady? the the Texas tight, the Arkansas tight end. Will those push them down to rounds five and seven? I don't think it will for Gay. I think Gay's combine performance is going to make him a day-two pick, whether it's early or late. It might be late given the sort of climate we're in. Teams might not feel comfortable with just a FaceTime meeting with this guy. Who knows? For O'Grady, I'm really sort of put off by that guy, maybe the talk about how he wasn't in shape and he's finally in shape. Like, if a guy can't get himself in shape in, in the college game, how is he going to really do it in the pros? I just, he rubs me the wrong way. I think that does push him down to rounds five and seven. But I think Gay comes off the board earlier, probably a day-two pick, um, sort of dependent on how teams feel about him from that character perspective based on the work that they can do now. But I, I still think he's probably sort of a, a day-two pick, whether it's earlier or late, remains to be seen. Now we're going to get to some Twitter mocks here. I believe I missed a couple from last week, so I'm going to try to work these in now. We got one from Josh at Josh63804051. At 23, Grant Delpit at 87, Hunter Bryant at 115. Michael Pittman 175. Isaiah Hodgins, the wide receiver. LaVonta Taylor the corner at 184. Bryce Perkins, the quarterback from Virginia. I like that pick at 207. In the Tulsa spot, we get James Prochet, wide receiver from SMU, and Steven Sullivan to round it out at 218. Hytham Winterbottom also had a mock that I missed. Um, this is a pretty big call. Javon Kinlaw at 23. I love Kinlaw at that spot. Troutman at 87. Barch at 98. Brian Edwards at 100. Kavon Wallace, the Clemson safety at 125. LSU edge Michael Divinity at 195. A.J. Green at 204. Kamal Martin, the linebacker from Minnesota, at 212 in the Tulsa pick. Trevon Hill, the edge at 213. And Jacob Breland, the tight end, at 230. Rodrigo Blankenship at 231. Engaged. Cervenica, interior offensive lineman, at 241. Maximilian Andrew, at max underscore Andrew1999. KJ Hamler at 23. Thaddeus Moss at 87. Khalid Kareem, the edge from Notre Dame at 98. Brandon Jones, Texas safety at 100. Muhammad Barry, Nebraska linebacker at 125. Shaquille Quarterman at 172. Lamar Jackson, Nebraska corner at 195. Tyree Cleveland at 204, the Florida wide receiver. Steven Montez in the Tulsa spot, the Colorado quarterback at 212. Lavert Hill, the corner from Michigan at 213. Shayem Carter, the safety from Bama at 230. And Robert Windsor from Penn State, the IDL at 241. Also, we got another mock in. This one comes from Pablo Hoel. He's at H-O-E-L-P-A-B-L-O on the Twitter machine. A.J. Ipanessa at 23, Bryson Hopkins at 87, Albert O at 98, Lakey Foto at 100, A.J. Dillon at 125, James Prochet at 172, Gage Zervenica at 195, the interior offensive lineman from Clemson, John Runyon at 204, in the Tulsa spot at 212, Tiba Galei, the edge from Utah State, Reggie Robertson at 213, a pick later than the Tulsa spot, the Tulsa corner. Aaron Parker, the wide receiver from Rhode Island, at 230. And Steven Sullivan, the LSU tight end, at 241. We also got one in from Mike Briscardi at Mike, M I K E B I S C A R D I. This is a great haul here. You get Patrick Queen at 35. Tyler Badas at 67. Cole Komet at 85. Prince Tango at 87. KJ Hill at 98. Gavon Wallace at 125. James Prochet. At 149, Alex Taylor at 172, Raekwon Williams at 195, David Woodward at 204, Gage Cervenka on the Tulsa spot, the Clemson Center, Harrison Hand at 213, Malcolm Perry at 230, and Rodrigo Blankenship at 241. So that was an impressive haul there from Mike Biscardi. And now we also got some in via the, those were some DM, wait, one more. This is from Otasori at O-T-A-S-O-R-J. This is a trade-up, trade-down, and turn-that-roster-around mock, as he called it. AJ Ipanessa at 43. Ben Barch at 44. Cole Komet at 50. Malik Harrison at 53. Cesar Ruiz at 78. Donovan Peoples-Jones at 129. Rashard Lawrence at 153. Aloha Gilman, Notre Dame safety at 204. Eric Edholm from Yahoo is basically saying Gilman's a patriot. Just throwing that out there. Reggie Robinson at a non-Tulsa spot, but at 230. Steven Sullivan at 241. And Rodrigo Blankenship at 255. So I think I got them all. Again, send me the mocks with the hashtag. Either DM them to me or the hashtag ScoshowMock. That will do it for Mock Draft Monday 9.0. Our next show this week, the Thursday show, it's QB Day. Why? I'm dropping my top 11 quarterbacks over at Touchdown Wire on Wednesday so you have my generic top 11, but also my Pat's specific top 11 quarterbacks. That's going to be dropping on this show on Thursday, so check that out. Until then, friends, stay safe. Hug your loved ones if you can. FaceTime them if you can't hug them. And wash your hands while sitting along and blessing those Patriots reigns down in Foxborough.